Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. The Tennessee Lottery sets a new record for money raised. Did Nashville finally establish a Department of Transportation? Plus, let's dive into one of the two lakes in Land Between the Lakes, Kentucky Lake. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. So, Aaron, do you remember last week when the uh, the goalie of the Nashville Predators retired and they made such a big deal about a press conference that was happening this week? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a press conference happening at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. I do. And and I also um, and we're right, both right, wrong <laughs> right before uh, the, we started the recording of this episode, um, right before we started talking about what we we're going to talk about and everything, I was like whatever happened to that big press conference, like not anything like world shaking or world breaking really happened. And you were just like, yeah, they just made some NFTs. <laughs> that, that's literally only that's the it. press that's conference. Was in so they made uh 25. They NFTs. just made a new product for people to buy. That's it. And it's all digital. It's, I mean, it's all digital. Uh, yeah. And it's a gold, uh, saber tooth tigers rotating like the skeleton, like of the a skull. Yeah. Rotating in a circle. That's and it. they sold 25 of those. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the announcement was, was the NFTs. Half of this article on News Channel 5 just explains what NFTs are. Uh, for those of you who don't know what NFTs are, essentially, so NFT stands for a non-fungible token. Essentially, it is a, a digital... Trading card. It's a digital asset. It's like, you know, how people can uh, can buy art as a, a, a an asset for them, Um NFTs are just essentially digital assets that you can buy, sell, trade, um, and they they come with some contracts or things like that. For example, the uh, the saber tooth tiger one, uh, which uh, the top bit, the, the purchase comes with two tickets in Bridgestone Arena's Lexus Lounge to a mutually agreed upon concert happening before December thirty first, twenty twenty two. So that means also. Whoever buys that can also sell it to somebody else for a higher price. They own that. They own the the tickets for Bridgestone Arena's uh, Lexus Lounge, and uh, so yeah. So the uh, the Preds made some NFTs, and uh, looks like uh, twenty five uh, or so sold. Yeah. So it's it's basically a digital trading card. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Yeah. So if you ever <laughs> traded like NBA cards or baseball cards, you're just like. Okay. Yeah. I have here, this. Yeah. Here's the digital version. If with it, uh, of of a uh, you know just something they can make it anything that they want to. They can assign a price to it, and also some goodies can come with it. Some like digital goodies or tickets or things like that. Any business can now do this. Uh, but uh, that was the that was the big press conference. That was the big press conference. Uh, but also according to News Channel Five, the Tennessee Lottery set a new record for fiscal year 2021 and its total annual transfer to the lottery for education account. So the the lottery transferred. Good lord, this is a big number. Uh, almost, I'll just say almost <laughs> 500 million dollars, almost half a billion dollars, breaking the previous record of 447. Point one million dollars in fiscal year 2019, bringing the total raised for education in Tennessee since its inception to over six billion dollars. 
so good on the Tennessee lottery for uh, raising the, the most amount of money uh, that they have in the, in the past. Uh, lottery officials said total education funding increased over 14% year over year with total revenues for fiscal year 2021 reaching $2.03 billion. Uh, so it looks like the lottery is funding at about a quarter of the education budget in Tennessee. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's really crazy. And a lot of that money is now because of uh, online sports gambling for sports through the apps. Yeah. Uh, so since the lottery's inception, more than 1.6 million scholarships and grants have been awarded with lottery funds. Um, more than 150,000 Tennessee students benefited, benefited in the 2019-2020 school year alone. Wow, that's incredible. You know what else is really not incredible? <laughs> what? We just, the city of Nashville just established a Department of Transportation, and we have been a city since 1806, recognized by the state of Tennessee. <laughs> I feel like Departments of Transportation should have been a thing like when you establish a city, like there are just certain things that you establish with that city. One of those, even if it's horse and buggies, is you are establish, establishing a department of transportation. Um, but uh, Nashville, I, I don't know why, uh, but we have not had a department of transportation. Which but, is mind blowing. <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. But our, our Department of uh, Transportation is called NDOT. NDOT. Nashville oh, no. Department of Transportation. All right. So <laughs> according to News Channel 5, NDOT is Nashville's first ever department fully dedicated to the metro area's transportation meet needs. You just read that and you're like, we did not have a fully dedicated department before this to the metro area's transportation needs. That's what that's what that's saying right there. Yeah, yeah. So this became an actual <laughs> dedicated like metro department yesterday. Yes. Um, so during his time in office, Mayor Cooper has pushed to create this new department uh, with millions in the budget for 2022, dedicated to solving Nashville's transportation, uh, Nashville's transportation problems. So um, this is the, one of the interesting things. I don't know exactly. We'll, we'll have to uh, wait and see where their functions are going to primarily lie, uh, because we, you would, one would think that we would have a staff dedicated to solving some of the problems that transportation has caused. Like red lights, like doing the actual math calculations yeah. to get the red lights all in sync. And Nashville has an expert that they've hired uh, a couple of years ago, kind of when Cooper came into office, uh, to help solve traffic problems in Nashville. So it'll be interesting to see what additional resources the Department of Transportation and uh, multi Model infrastructure is is what this is fully called. Uh, Multimodal, multi-model infrastructure, or INDOT. This is <laughs> this is above my pay grade. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that's uh, congratulations, Nashville, on finally establishing this. We look forward to seeing what you do. Speaking of looking forward to things, we look forward uh, to every time we get to eat somewhere locally. Uh, Stuart, you got to eat somewhere locally recently. Uh, where did you get the chance to eat? Yeah, so I, I went to a place that's only been open for about a month, and this is located in Midtown, uh, right in the Sky House, that uh, apartment complex, the first like high-rise skyscraper over in Midtown. Uh, and 
I had H and S bagels in man. Dude. Man. <laughs> that looked incredible. The video that you sent me. The, these bagels look so fresh. They they're the freshest things I've had <laughs> since Subway when Subway used to be fresh. <laughs> no, Subway was never fresh. Uh but the bagels are huge. Like they're like the size of my fist. That's great. And they're delicious. They're hand rolled. Are they are they like really soft oh, bagels? Dude, they're so soft. Is this the one that makes the New York water? Yes, they okay. have the, they have the water purification yeah. system. And yeah. you can tell the difference. Like it, it's literally <laughs> you're like, oh man, I'm like back in New York City eating a bagel. Now you just it's need somebody exactly to yell at you. I I would pay somebody <laughs> to yell at me. They need to hire a hey, New Yorker. Eat, like eat an, your bagel faster, man. Like, like uh, <laughs> we got a line here. We got a line here. Get out of here. Like if they if they just like crowded it like a New York deli. Oh my gosh! And just people yelling for yeah their bagels. I got an everything bagel with a uh -huh. garlic. Now that would be an experience. I would love to have so that. They have a few different selections of bagels. They have their plain bagel, garlic bagel, onion bagel. Everything bagel. I think a blueberry. They had like what seven did, or different options. So, so what did you get? I had the bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich on an everything on an everything bagel, <laughs> and it was delightful. It was delicious. It was everything. It was everything. <laughs> and then I also had a bite of uh, the ham and cheese. Uh huh. And dude, they just stack the ham on it like it's nobody's business. Really? And dude, it's seven dollars oh. for a bagel sandwich. It's how, fantastic. How, when are they open? Seven a.m. <laughs> I have I've looked at their uh, hours. Uh, Pretty hard. Uh, but Hector, the owner, he's coming on the podcast soon so we can learn more about these bagels. Ooh, all right. The 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day of the week. I think that's great having consistent hours like that. I think that's fantastic. 7 a.m. on the weekends, too. All right. Um, I recently went to uh, Coco's Italian Market inside of Assembly Food Hall South in uh, in Fifth and Broad, and uh, Stuart, you you were with me for this, uh, so you got to you got to to witness the meatball sub. Um, it was a very large meatball sub, uh, very fresh bread. Um, meatballs were fantastic. The flavor there. Uh, the only thing that I wish was was better with that, and this is the first time I've had Coco. So, but you encouraged me to go and try the the actual Coco's Italian market, not the fifth and broad version of Coco's Italian market. Uh, cause the, 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 uh, marinara sauce on the, uh, meatball sub was ice cold, not ice cold, but just cold. And that's not the case. You need to have yeah. hot sauce. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Meatball sub. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it literally could be, they forgot to turn on their sauce. Warmer. <laughs> it could be, yeah. it, it could be. Uh, but over still, even with that overall, it was a good flavor. It made me want to go and try at their, uh, their original location. Uh, where's their original location? Is it's, it uh, West right End? Yeah, it's right off of Charlotte. Okay, that's uh, right. It's off of one oh, of those little side Yeah, it's close to Hugh Babies. Yeah, they have yeah. a little bocce ball set that you can play bocce ball. They have yeah. a market there so you can buy some Italian goods and get yeah. some pizza. It's fantastic. They also do, I don't know with COVID what they've done, uh, but they also do food tours to Italy. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> guided food tours to Italy through like Italian food experts. Okay. That so, does sound really good. Uh, it's something I want to do sometime <laughs> in my life and maybe soon. Okay. That, that sounds good. Gets me excited for, uh, for that place. All right, let's head over to explorers Nashville tip of the day.
for Explorers Nashville Tip of the Day. It's a great day to cool down at one of your favorite singer-songwriter bars in Nashville. There are plenty of options throughout town, and we came out with an incredible list about a month ago on our podcast. It's episode uh, 541. This is episode 591, so it was 50 episodes ago. Uh, but we came out with an incredible list of our favorite singer-songwriter bars you need to visit in 2021. Singer-songwriter bars, if if I could recommend an experience for anybody in Nashville, whether you are a local or a visitor to this city and you have not been to a singer-songwriter bar, um, it, it is really something to experience only here in Nashville. Nashville does it just a little bit differently. And so uh, I would encourage you to check one of these places out if you have not already. Again, that link will be in the show notes. Apple uh, podcasts have have fixed their show notes. Oh, that's great. Uh, so our show notes are fully on there. And uh, so you can find all of this in the show notes. That is episode 541 Nashville dailypodcast.com. You will find that in there. Find your s- favorite singer songwriter bar on that list. That is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily get 10% off their next online order and person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or at the ScreenThreads.com. And uh, speaking of Apple Podcast, if you happen to be listening inside of that app, if you just want to scroll to the bottom of the episode real quick, if you're not driving, uh, select those five stars for the rating. We would really, really appreciate that. And share this episode with a friend who loves Nashville and wants to hear about the things we're going to be talking about uh, throughout kind of the rest of this lake series. This has been really, really fun because in summertime, that's what you want to do. You want to be by the water. You want to be uh, near these really, really refreshing areas. Um, If you want to learn more about uh, some of the things that makes Tennessee really, truly special, it's waterfalls. Uh, You can text waterfall to 615-392-1358. That'll give you our video about the top waterfalls here in Tennessee. Also, we just came out with some new merchandise, and we have a T-shirt that literally has a waterfall on it, and it says <laughs> Chasing Waterfalls. And so if it. you want to wear that T-shirt while you're chasing some waterfalls, or you could wear that T-shirt while you're watching that video on our YouTube channel. Now, that would be cool. You can get, get that on our brand-new website, xplrnash.com. I feel like there should be, like, a drink called the waterfall i think we just came up with a brilliant idea i've never heard of it we're gonna go contact our friend uh james hayden (laughs) and he's gonna make the waterfall waterfall. oh man that's that's crazy i didn't even think about that i've never heard there's tons of drink names but i've never heard uh the water it's probably out there i'll just have to find out or we just we we just make it and it's a waterfall themed drink yeah like cocktail yeah i love it uh but yeah 615-392-1358 if you want to see that video uh all right so now let's let's stay in this environment of being near refreshing bodies of water we're in a series where we're talking about uh lakes in middle tennessee and the history of these areas and kind of things to do in these areas as well uh yesterday we stumbled into 
kind of the northwestern area of Middle Tennessee, kind of near, what did you say, Dover, Tennessee, kind of near that area. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and that area is the very bottom of this grandiose area called Land Between the Lakes, two man-made lakes, Lake Barkley and Kentucky Lake. And uh, these things are, are magnificent. We talked a little bit about an overview, their square footage, all of the amazing just kind of general facts about this place yesterday. That was just the land in between the two areas. It was. It was. Yeah. Today we're talking <laughs> specifically about Lake Kentucky. Kentucky Lake. Or Kentucky Lake. I'm getting <laughs> confused because I'm looking at their website. It's KentuckyLake.com backslash Kentucky Lake. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just seeing Lake too many times. This website is a fantastic resource. I would say this is the best resource we have found for lake like websites and overall what to do in that area. It it is a it is a massive area for things to do inside of of, of this. Uh, it, it is a national recreational um, area area. Yeah, and uh, I mean is it, it is man made. I want to talk. We'll be talking about that with Kentucky Lake. Uh, but but that's where today's focus is. Today's focus is on Kentucky Lake. Uh, then we will get to Lake Barkley, and then we will get into the nitty gritty of some of the fun things to do uh, in both of these areas combined. Uh, so let's learn a bit, a little bit about Kentucky Lake. So the Kentucky Dam, which dammed up, uh, was it the Cumberland or the Tennessee River? The Tennessee River. The Tennessee River. Yep. Uh, and then Lake Barkley is the, ten- is the, is the, the Cumberland. Cumberland River. So the Kentucky Dam dammed up the Tennessee River, created the largest man-made lake in the eastern United States. I had no idea, man, that this was the largest. I thought the Great Lakes were the largest. They probably are, but they're also not man-made. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, these are the largest man-made in the eastern United States. So the, the, the dam backs up the Tennessee River for 184 miles Wow! and creates the lake that stretches south across the western tip of Kentucky and nearly the entire height of Tennessee. <laughs> so that's the lake. <laughs> so when I'm driving into West Tennessee, that's I'm driving over Lake or Kentucky Lake. Or the Tennessee River. Uh, yeah, if you're going Both. towards the north edge of western Tennessee. That makes yes. so much sense. It's, the, it's a pretty the big... The one time I was driving to Missouri with all the flooding. No, that is that is the Mississippi River. No, there was an area in middle Tennessee near Jackson, like oh. right above Jackson, I believe. And there was just severe flooding, and this had to be that area. <laughs> Prob- it probably is. Uh, so, yeah, let me, I'll read that again. Uh, stretches across the western tip of Kentucky and nearly the entire height of Tennessee which is crazy. Um, so all, if you drove from the northern tip of Tennessee to the southern tip of Tennessee, you could essentially do that on a boat across Kentucky Lake that distance. That's pretty awesome. Or, uh, or through through Kentucky Lake. Um, at, a, at a maximum normal operating level, Kentucky Lake covers 160,300 acres and features 2,300 miles of shoreline it's a lot of shorefront property right there that's incredible this <laughs> so this uh kentucky dam is actually like an overflow for when the ohio and the mississippi rivers flood so that explains all of that flooding that yeah. i saw which is crazy <laughs> all right now let's talk about the construction of kentucky dam the huge job of building kentucky dam took six years from the start of construction on july 1st 1938 which means this is one of the oldest lakes made in, in middle the, tennessee yeah yeah 
until the reservoir began filling in August 30th, 1944. They I would have loved to watch that. War. I would have loved to watch that. Wow. At the peak of construction, TVA had nearly 5,000 men at work building the dam and preparing the reservoir area. They built this during the war. That's very interesting because wow. many people would have been sent to service around this time. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, to provide a dry riverbed for construction, huge, uh, what are called coffer dams were built in three stages, uh, starting in the east side and working, uh, to the west embankment. So coffer dams are essentially just giant blocks that are put down in the road. Uh, now I think they use like copper or something like that. And they, they, they dig them into the ground, like large sheets yeah. and they dig them into the ground and that's, and it just kind of keeps the water contains land and, and water and keeps those separated. The first stage enclosed 26 acres for workers to construct the navigation lock. In the second stage, 40 acres were enclosed for constructing the powerhouse and nine of the spillway bays. The third stage enclosed about 30 acres for completion of the remaining spillway bays. This is a huge yeah. facility. <laughs> uh, so the impact Kentucky Dam would have on flood control and commercial navigation was foreseen by the Tennessee Valley Authority designers. Electrical generation was not a top priority in the original design, um, but the generators contribute. <laughs> the generators contribute about one. Okay, so just before I even say this number, uh, Center Hill Dam provided forty. No, it was a uh, Tim's Ford. Lake. Tim's Ford Lake provided forty, 40 megawatts, kilowatts, kilowatts. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this generate generators. The generators here contribute about 1.3 billion does kilowatt this, hours of electricity each year for TVA's power system. Does this power like everything from the Mississippi to the Rocky Mountains? I don't I don't I know, but I mean I TVA it. has a pretty wide stretch oh, across yeah. the southeast United States. So I would imagine this powers a good bit of what TVA does. Huh. Uh, the dam, which is more than a mile long and rises 206 feet above its foundation, requires uh, 1,356,000 cubic yards of concrete and 5,582,000 cubic yards of earth and rock fill. The well, that's project. where all that earth went from Tim's Ford. <laughs> no, Tim's Ford was built after this. Oh, Atlanta, this place is huge. The project cost about $118 million. All right, the Tennessee River is the nation's fifth largest river within the lower 48 states. I had no idea. I just learned that. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, Kentucky Dam is just 22 miles upstream from the, you're going to have to say that. This is a great town called Paducah. Oh, that's how, okay. I would have not said that. <laughs> uh, Kentucky, where the Tennessee River flows into the Ohio, Ohio, water from 4,200 square mile Tennessee Valley passes through the dam. Uh, so the strategic location and the vast flood storage capacity of Kentucky Lake make it possible for Kentucky Dam to reduce or even temporarily shut off the flow of water from the Tennessee to help uh, lower flood crests on the Ohio and Mississippi River. Uh, so uh, let's go down to navigation real quick. Projects to improve navigation conditions on the lower Tennessee River began shortly after the Civil War, but it was the Kentucky Dam and Lock which finally provided first order channel uh, for today's big inland towboats and barges. Uh, so this is an area, if you, you look at the historical context of this area, there was three large Civil War battles in this general area, and the one of the largest was the Battle of Fort Donaldson. And the Battle of Fort Donaldson, the Confederates lost this battle uh, in the early part of the war. And then this is when the Union Army came into Nashville after they overtook the Battle of Fort, or Fort Donaldson. They came into Nashville to overtake Nashville. 
Um, so here's how much traffic this uh, this uh, kind of uh, waterway gets. The lock at the eastern end of the dam handles more than 2,000 loaded barges a month. This normally requires lifts of about 55 feet between the river below the dam and the lake behind it. A river towboat upstream may carry steel from the north, grain from the Midwest, or petroleum products, chemicals, and ores from the Gulf Coast. Uh, downbound tows carry a variety of Tennessee Valley products to other regions, including nuclear reactor vessels to large, uh, too large to travel over land. Well, now it's time to talk about some food in this area because... It, they have some really good-looking restaurants. This website is KentuckyLake.com. Incredible resource. It is a really, really great website. Uh, it even gives kind of a highlight of what each restaurant uh, is either known for or offers. Uh, so let's start with Ralph's Harbor View Bar and Grill. This is in Gilbertsville, Kentucky. Uh, you have a main lake view there, indoor and outdoor dining. I just think riverside and lakeside dining is just so cool to be outdoors uh, near the lake, kind of even over the lake. Um, they open at 6 a.m. Got to get those, those early boaters. Yeah, and then they, they <laughs> serve some southern catfish. Ooh, they have a kid's menu, catering. Uh, this next restaurant is called Echo Charlie's. This is in Eddyville, Kentucky. They have a waterfront view as well. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and catfish and crab cakes are their specialties. Another one is Dockers Bayside Grill. They serve breakfast, omelets, pancakes, waffles, eggs, Benedict, and lunch. Ooh, I want to go there for breakfast. Uh, The Thirsty Turtle Tavern in Grand Rivers, Kentucky is next on the list. Uh, They specialize in uh, kind of your sandwiches, pizzas, uh, kind of your bar food, salads, draft beer. Um, obviously, it is a tavern, so you're going to get tavern food at the Thirsty Turtle Tavern. The next tavern. one is the uh, <laughs> Dutch Kitchen at Lynnhurst. Burgers, sandwiches, chicken tenders, fries, pizza, desserts, and their if, fries look fantastic in this photo that they like have. Big steak fries. Yeah. Uh, if I know anything about like the Dutch food from up in Pennsylvania, if this is like truly like Dutch food, this place is going to be fantastic. Oh, um, so next on the list is uh, looks like more of a luau place called Fat Daddy's. It is a kind of bar restaurant. They have cabin rentals here at uh, this area because it is part of a marina. They have slip rentals and RV sites at uh, Fat Daddy's. Looks like it has a large outdoor dock with uh, tons of places to eat and drink. Uh, the next place is Buzzard Rock Restaurant. They don't really say what they have right there on their menu immediately, but they have a rock cafe. They have a live entertainment. And if you're looking for a place to do your laundry, <laughs> you can right there. There you go. What else could you uh, What else could you want out of uh, a restaurant but to, to do your laundry? That's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, tons more to, to visit at your own leisure if you want to. We have the links in the show notes. Uh, for Kentucky Lake, more about, more history, more restaurants, anything you want to check out in uh, the show notes, that will be there. This is not even close to the end of our series here. We have more to talk about. Uh, if you visited this place, you want to tell us a little bit about it, or if you're curious for more um, or just have any comments in general, 615-392-1358. You can text us there. All right, our local artist of the day is Callie Prince. She's been on the podcast uh, before. We featured has several of her songs. Uh, she has a song that we have not played called Right Back Home. We're going to be playing it for you today. You can find her Spotify link in the show notes as well as her website. You can listen to all of the artists that have been featured here on Nashville Daily by going to Spotify, typing in Nashville Daily Artist of the Day. So let's get into it. Here is Callie Prince with her song Right Back Home. 
And that was Callie Prince with her song, Right Back Home. Make sure to give her a follow on Spotify today. Tomorrow we're talking about another lake that's in between or next to land between the lakes. <laughs> One of confusing. the lakes that makes the land in between, between the, the, lakes. the two lakes. We're talking about Lake Barkley tomorrow. If you thought Kentucky Lake was impressive, wait till we have uh, our info on Lake Barkley. See you then.
Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.